Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the decade of the 2020s, even the great cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul were not spared the woes of contemporary life. And at times of fear and confusion, the job of entertaining the public was the responsibility of My Talk 1071, a great metropolitan radio station whose reputation for laughter and giving back to the community had become a symbol of hope for the Twin Cities. My Talk 1071 presents Jason Matheson. Alexis Thompson, Holly Roberts, Jason and Alexis in the morning with Holly Roberts. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk 1071, everything entertainment, everything Marlon Brando. Mm -hmm. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly on this Monday, December 19th, 2022. We would end up. Invite you to listen to hour two, where we kind of go over, uh, and you get to hear what this open or the new show open is kind of based on. And uh, yeah, I did a deep dive into that over the weekend Woo! when I was homesick. Uh, but right now, we have MI the Ass Hat coming up in just a little bit, but I want to put a bow on um, our TV talk. I watched. The Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary special on ABC. I think it was on Thursday night. I watched it the next day on Hulu. And it's so good. Beauty and the Beast just happens to be one of my favorite Disney movies yeah. of all time. It's, it, is my, it is my husband's favorite. Um, great music by the one and only um, Alan Menken and Howard, the late Howard Ashman, who sadly passed away um, before the movie came out. Uh, and Alan was part of this, this production. And it's so, I wish I could, I wish I could perfectly describe how they did this, but you have to experience it. It's not just a clear cut. Okay. They ran a little bit of the animated movie and then they went to the live action. It's it, but it's so much more than that. Mm. They mixed in like Rita Morano was the narrator and she kind of glided you uh through behind-the-scenes vignettes, you got to see Alexis's favorite, the late Jerry Orbach, in in voice sessions uh, from from 1989. You, you they wove in uh, behind other behind-the-scenes footage of the animators working on the the process, and then they went to real live-action performances of the musical numbers with all new actors like David Allen Greer. And Martin Short as Ooh. Lumiere and, and Cogsworth. Oh, perfect. Fun. 
fun. Yeah. Can't wait to watch this. And her as Belle. First of all, I, I didn't know a lot about her. I did more research because now I'm a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Um, my God, is Filipina. she good with a guitar? Filipina. Yes. Woo-hoo. Yes, she is. I didn't know that until I did my research. Yeah. Um, I'm half Filipina. If, yeah. For people to think there Alexis is blonde. Yeah, I just, yeah, just in case Refer to yeah. our one conversation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, she was a magnificent her. Josh Groban was a great beast. The thing... That surprised me the most because as much as my husband and I are huge fans of her, mm-hmm. we're super fans of Shania Twain, her as Mrs. Potts, I was like, huh, that's an interesting choice. Because when you think of Mrs. Potts, you think of a grandmotherly type figure like Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Well, Shania put her own spin on it and did with Alan Menken. Alan oh. and Shania produced this version of Beauty and the Beast as uh, original and as a tribute to Angela, which Angela's face was in the screen behind them. And it was quite lovely. And Shania did it her own way. Uh, So here is a little bit of it. I think you're really going to like this. True as it can be. Barely even friends when somebody bends unexpectedly. Just a little change. Small to say the least. Both a little scared. Neither one prepared. Beauty and the beast. Ever just the What do you think? Beautiful. Yeah. It is. Sail as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. Oh. Beauty and the beast. And then they put Angela's face up. Oh. It's so... I cried for you, Lex. I cried. I, I'm watching this today. Oh, Lex. And Holly, oh. I think you both... It is so you will appreciate the uh, the art of this. Yeah. The producers, whoever produced that, well, Alan helped. Whoever the team was, it's it. Watch it with your family if you love this movie at all. It's so inventive, and wow. it's such a great spin on this classic. Oh God, it's good. Mm. It was just a surprise how much we enjoyed this. So uh, Hulu and uh, Disney Plus, you can watch it. 
the Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary special. Okay, we're going from something wholesome (laughs) to something absolutely not wholesome. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an ass. Am I wrong? Am I the asshat? Okay. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, oh no. Um, This is one of those. Probably won't have a lot of debate, but my God, it makes you think to yourself, I love people. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Right, great. (laughs) Uh, The woman writing it is a 25-year-old female, and she's talking about her 28-year-old boyfriend, just to give you perspective here. I'm just going to get right into it, she writes. My boyfriend likes to be called daddy in bed while we're being intimate. (laughs) Okay. I've obliged this request, but it's starting to creep me out, and I've decided that I don't want to do it anymore. He is not... Okay. He is not happy with this and insists it has nothing to do with the connotation of the word. He just simply enjoys hearing me say daddy. Since he wasn't budging on the issue, I told him that I'd like him to start calling me grandma in bed as a compromise. He didn't like this op. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, no. Oh. oh, He didn't like... He didn't like this option and said it was giving him visuals he would prefer not to have. Um, Like, John... Anyway, I'm not going to read that sentence. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. The last time he tried to initiate intimacy with me, I started to refer to myself as grandma in the third person. Do you like when grandma does that to you? I said to him, do you like when grandma touches you like that? And he flew off the handle. He said, I ruined the mood and made him feel gross. And I was being ridiculous. I think I proved my point, but he thinks I'm being the asshat. So am I being the asshat? I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would say so. Um, because I think he might genuinely come from a place of really wanting to be called daddy, and she's just kind of doing it to, you know, she doesn't feel it deep within her soul, like maybe he wants to be called daddy, you know? So she she is trying to prove a point. Um, but at the same time, she, hopefully he can understand maybe how she feels about it now, and then it would just stop. <clears throat> I wonder if it worked. Is there an edit? Is there a, an update? No. Huh. All um, I know is um, Panda just tweeted that she just spit out her coffee. Uh, so I'm oh, very sorry about that, oh, Panda. Oh, no. Wasted yeah. coffee. I'm sorry about oh. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What do you guys think? Asshat? Um, Holly? Well, she's being an asshat about it. But I don't know how. But he how, is, too. Yeah, but he is, too. So they're both asshats. Yes. Congratulations, everyone. Congratulations. Yeah. It's an asshat party. Yeah. I mean, it's because, come on, <laughs> there's, you don't really want, you don't really want to be referred to as grandma in bed. No. I mean, maybe you do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not kink shaming, but there's a different way to get your point across. For sure. Then, you know what I mean? Yes. But, and sometimes, you know, maybe you'd say, call him daddy half the time. You know, you come up with a compromise of saying it's a daddy night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you know that 
is something that pleases him, you know? Yes. I just, I do, oh God, let's go to Mary on line one. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. What do you, who, is she the asshat? No, he is. And she's, well, she, she's an idiot for staying with somebody. She's going to age out of that position. Who knows how old they are now, but it, it, that guy's got a problem. Like, is he a pedophile in the, that creeps me out that he's so strong on that. God, I think I she'll age out. <laughs> she, she better not. She doesn't, you know, doesn't want to marry the guy. She's going to age out. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio's <laughs> girlfriends. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Oh, I oh. wonder if it's also a cultural thing, too, because when Angel, my husband, asked me to be his girlfriend, he asked me to be his mommy because they, mommy and poppy. Oh. Whether you're actually a mom or a dad, a that's term kind of, of endearment. Terms endearment. of endearment, yep. and yep. so maybe without you know we don't know exactly you know how deep this daddy calling goes with him, um, but it, it this it could be a possibility that that might be. To me, I think forced, forced yeah. like sexy names are not sexy. Right, they should be. You know what I mean? Something if natural. you're being told, it should be something natural. If I'm told to be like. I can't even say it because I would start laughing. Call me daddy. No, 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 no. Because that would instantly snap me right out of the mood. Like That's true. But also remembering that it gets him in the mood, you know? So that's why I'm saying maybe they have like a, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays is daddy night, you know? And then the other Spreadsheet for this? <laughs> oh my god. It's like our show grid. Okay. Right. And then the you know the Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays, you know, it's just regular, like no name sex, you know? Like steaks? No name steaks. <laughs> We're gonna work to T bone and <laughs> Ribeye. <laughs> Filet mignon. <laughs> Porterhouse. Come over here and porterhouse me. Flank my steak, honey. Flank my steak. That's right, Holly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because, look, his... Rib tips. Oh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Rib tips. You said rib tips. I sure did. Just those, honey. Just those. Just those. Just the rib tip. I mean, his kink could be worse. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of have to think like... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, at least he's not like pulling out duck. Well, I mean, if that's your thing, but ducks. you know, duct tape, I was going to say. Tape. Or ducks. I mean, or, who knows? Or ducks. Well, I'm just I mean, saying, you know, like, it, it's, is it that hard to just scream out daddy once in a while? <laughs> I mean, he could be doing way worse, is all I'm saying. 
Of course, it could it could be a lot worse. <laughs> right, could be saran wrap and <laughs> yeah, and, dogs. and a dog kennel. Yeah, right, Jace. That's right. Okay, on that note, hey everybody. Um, yes, um, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> a life, Daddy. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. A live radio play. Benefits spare key. Get your tickets to performances December 1st to the 23rd. Oh, uh, at the St. Paul Hotel. Enjoy a three course luncheon for afternoon performances and a three course dinner for evening performances. And uh, hey, you're going to get to hear it on what is it, Christmas Eve, Lex, here on my talk? Yes, well, Christmas Day, 7 p.m. Christmas Day. Yes. There we go. Get tickets, stpaulhotel.com. Very fun. We're going to say, we're going to take a break. The Dirt Alert is coming up next. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning, right here on My Talk Everything Entertainment. Everything Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays are Daddy Days. I'm Jason with Lex and Holly. It's time to get caught up with the big entertainment <laughs> stories of the day in the Daddy Dirt Alert, right, Holly? Yeah. Oh, let right. Grandma give it to you. <laughs> That's right. Come on, Grandma. Yeah. Come on, Grandma. Oh, Grandma's got some SNL news here. SNM. Uh, wow. Oh, so SNL. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm still on. Or am I the ass? Daddy's no, just right. being funny over there. That's right. Uh, Thanks, Mommy. Sicily yeah. Strong departed Saturday yes. Night Live over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anybody see this coming? No. No, not at all. I mean, she has been there 11 seasons, so maybe just by longevity. But, I mean, look at Keaton Thompson. How long has he been there? Well, and she also came back this season when all of her friends left last season. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm going to come back. So... This very this seemed very abrupt to me. Something's fishy to me. So she made her last appearance saying? on Weekend Update, appearing as Kathy Ann, and mm. she said, "I'm a little Evo tonight because I'm here to say goodbye." You know, of course, she uh, made it funny because Cicely Strong is a very funny lady, and yeah, like you said, Alexis, she joined Saturday Night Live in 2012. And uh, you might know her from some of her characters, like the girl you wish you hadn't started a conversation with at a party. She does lots of celebrity <laughs> impressions like Kendall Jenner, Megan Kelly, Liz Cheney. Uh, but she did allude to uh, the departure of Kate McKinnon and A.D. Bryant in her last appearance on Saturday Night Live. You know, this has been uh, admittedly by Lauren Michaels, a season of rebuilding for Saturday yeah. Night Live. Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. So, My favorite of hers is Janine, uh, Judge Janine. Oh, oh God. On Weekend Update, oh, when she yes. just gets drunk on wine. And yeah, I, that was one of my favorite characters of hers. Yes. So, yeah, you know, totally uh, think that you're right, Jason, on assessing that there's probably some mm. conversations behind the scenes happening. Mm. I kept looking at mm. um, uh, mm. Colin Jost's face um, during the goodbye. I always watch. I love the goodbye. There's a re- Howard always Howard Turner always talks about the, the credits. I always watch the banter between everyone. You can who hugs. You can oh, who hugs? Mm-hmm. Who seems to always go to each other? And Colin did not look happy. Like not mad, but you could tell he is not happy. She's leaving. He was really bummed. He kept wow. hugging her, and yeah, go back and watch him with her. He did not look pleased. Um, Do you so think he's one foot out the door. I don't, I don't wonder. Know. Mm. He is head writer, so I don't know. Okay. 
it's a pretty good gig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, the changes are afoot at Saturday yep. Night Live as they try to rearrange their kitchen after almost 50 years oh, on the air. Yeah. Wow. Yes. yes. Uh, Mar- uh, Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie are in a new movie, Babylon, that's coming out over the holidays. And Brad Pitt revealed in an interview that it was his idea to share an on-screen kiss with Margot Robbie. He said that it wasn't in the script, and he asked for it if we could write it in there. Uh, he didn't want to pass up the opportunity to kiss Margot Robbie in a major motion picture. Oh, Ew, that's kind of gross <laughs> that he's admitting that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, it's on Daddy Monday, so it's fine. <laughs> Daddy Monday. I now, mean, Daddy, Daddy got Monday. too much information, Daddy, uh, okay? Something, Jason, that we taste tested uh, whilst you were in recovery from the flu on Friday. Did you have an opportunity to see the teaser trailer for the Barbie movie that dropped oh, Friday morning? I sure did. Your thoughts? Oh. Um, the trailer, whoever produced that, oh. is uh, wonderful. Is is should is a great trailer producer. Great marketing because the takeoff of two thousand. I mean, it it it's great. Margot Robbie in the original Barbie outfit. Um, I'm very curious of what this is going to be. What did you guys think? Oh, we loved it. Same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same. We were going yeah. wild for it. The 2001 reference, the original yep. Barbie outfit that Margot Robbie's wearing. Uh, you get yep. to see uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken, Issa Rae as the president of what seems to be Barbie World. Yes. I'm, I, I'm here for this. I cannot wait. I can't wait to see. Simu Lee is in it too. Yes. Um, I can't wait to, to see what Greta. Gerwig has created what this universe is. Yeah, well, we're gonna, so good. Oh, so good. We're going to get Babylon over the holidays. Now, this is going to be an award season movie. Again, you got to train your bladder. This one's a long one, but it drops over the holidays. We're not going to be able to see Barbie until July, so we have plenty <sighs> of time to uh, look that's, forward to that. But don't you think summer is when you should release a Barbie movie? Because when I think of Barbie, I think of her pool and her dream house. Oh, yes. And her convertible. Mm-hmm. And her horse. Oh. And her RV. Her RV, yeah. Her soda I love fountain. that one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ken with a little ascot. Yeah. Anyway, um, for more stories like this, go to mytalk1071.com. We're going to take a break. When we return, uh, well, stay right there. We'll be right back. Is the holly that will be on your own front door. Thank you, Mr. Buble. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Live on my talk, live streaming on our app, and later in podcast form. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. Hey, a Christmas Carol Peterson podcast presented by David at First Equity. Hi, David. Theater, uh, theater hey, David. Latte. Hey, David. We love theater. you. We love you. Theater Latte Dodds original holiday comedy. It's available now. Uh, or listen live on my talk uh, each night at 7 p.m. That's right. Wow, cool. Isn't that fun? Find out more at mytalk1071.com, keyword Carol. Carol with an E, by the way. And thanks to David for sponsoring that. Speaking of podcasts, don't forget mm-hmm. to download the newest episode of Two Fairy Godfathers, available right now, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I mentioned to my friends in the first hour that... Uh, I had a lot of time on the couch to devour uh, a myriad of things. Um, and I I think the biggest accomplishment of my sick time was I watched from start to finish, finish, 
uh, the Harry Potter film franchise series. Yes. And I didn't have, you know, when I started this, I didn't have uh, any intention of doing this. But uh, I started it on Saturday night. Colin had come home. I kind of asked him to leave on Saturday and Sunday. But Saturday, go hang out with your mom. Just, just yeah, kind of. You're like, get out of here. <laughs> to quote Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> fly, 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 fly. Okay. Oh. Fly, fly, fly. Um. So, I. But then he came home, and then we uh, had a little bit of food. Mm-hmm. And as you know, couples do. You go, what do you want to watch? What do you want to watch? I don't know. What do you want to watch? So we always, if we can't figure out something, we weren't really in the mood for a Christmas movie. So we put in a Harry Pooter. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always, we have now, and I'm telling you this, the, so you'll know where we're coming from. Our favorites, the ones we watch with some regularity, whenever we do turn to a Harry Potter, we love kind of the toward the end of the series. We love six. We love five. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two that we watch the most. Uh, five being Order of the Phoenix, and six being the Half-Blood Prince. Yes. Now, and we'll occasionally watch the last one, part two of Deathly Hollows. So I looked at Colin and I go, I'm going to shock you. <laughs> I think we should start basically at the beginning. And so we did. And we got to Chamber of Secrets, which is number two, which we never watch. Yeah. And I mean... I can't tell you the last time I watched Chamber of Secrets. I, one of my takeaways is that movie is not as bad as I thought it was. Mm, Um, I actually enjoyed that one more than I thought I did. Because I have, I always stay away from it. Now look, um, it's still a little kiddie, Mm -hmm. which it should be. Uh, tone uh, thematically it's still you know the kids the movies grow up as the kids do and it's you know really pre-Voldemort um the story yeah yeah it's still directed by Christopher Columbus uh Chris Columbus and uh it's a different Dumbledore it's just very tone wise very different yeah but I really enjoyed it and I kind of came to it with fresh eyes because I basically didn't remember 30% of the movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I forgot about that. And, oh, that makes sense. And there are darker aspects of the movie that I thought, oh, wow, this is actually a little darker than I remember. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. It also and, sets up for, you know, later themes in, in the oh, book and the movies. Absolutely. That you need. Without a doubt. Now, there are a lot of Potterheads that say it's the least consequential movie. Yeah. Uh, for plot. Yeah, it kind I'm in of that is. Camp. Yes, I Yes. Yeah. I mean, but I got to tell you, mm-hmm. um, having sat through now, basically in one sitting, all of those movies, I will, I will say the Chamber of Secrets plays a very large role in the conclusion of the franchise. Huh. Yeah, that's true. I mean... Uh, if you don't know about the basilisk and the tooth and the chamber of secrets in general, what Ron and Hermione do in the last movie, the last book, I, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I no. actually think it is pretty consequential. Um, 
now, you know, seeing it all in one setting, sitting, yeah. you see things a little differently. And the connections to me are more vivid. Um, I, 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 I'm not going to rank them. Um, but in doing some research and Holly, I know, you know, I don't know if you've ever written about this for Looper. Um, but I was shocked at what Harry Potter movies, how they're ranked as far as success box office wise. Oh, I, I don't even know. Is it yeah, are the I'm last sure. ones number one? Well, well yeah, the, the very last one is. But I was shocked to find out in my, you know, because you start, you, you know, you go down a rabbit hole in something and I start reading more and more and more. Yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban, which was number three, which uh, Chris, Chris Columbus had left. Yeah, Alfonso came in. Uh, Alfonso came in, and it was very different. It was uh, the tone was different. It was paced differently. It was darker. Mm-hmm. It was more character driven, and it slightly underperformed and scared Warner Brothers enough. And I had no idea about this. It scared Warner Brothers enough where there were talks. And worry that they were, they made, it wasn't guaranteed that all of the movies were going to be made. Mm. There wasn't. It was so good. uh, I mean, looking back, it's now, it's now the favorite of so many people, fans. So good. Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm -hmm. But in doing. Yes. But in doing the research, it was interesting that the suits at Warner Brothers were a little worried because the returns were not as hefty as they thought. And they're like, oh, but then Goblet of Fire came out mm-hmm. the next, you know, two years later, the next year, whatever. And that blew the the barn doors off the place. Uh, because if you remember Goblet of Fire, that was really the return of Voldemort, um, kind of his first appearance, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And the kids were older. And, um, gosh, is this the one with the Quidditch? Yes. Yeah. The big, with the okay, with yep. Triwizard Tournament. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Robert Pattinson. Um, and, you know, he attracted the, the tweens. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in that small appearance, oh, God, they, everyone loved Cedric, his character. Um, but just reading the behind the scenes, it was, that was interesting to me. So that did very well. And then the last one just, Oh. Um, part one and two, part two is considered within Warner brothers, one of the most profitable movies in the studio's history. Wow. And, and because this was a little interesting fun fact too, because one and two were shot together. So they didn't, it wasn't budgeted. You know what I mean? The mm-hmm. the infrastructure and the staffing, it was budgeted as you know one one shooting schedule, yeah. But then divided into two movies, so that last movie was almost was just money. They were crapping money. That was a two for one. <laughs> it was just you know what I mean. Yeah. It was like the Warner Brothers frog was just vomiting money because <laughs> Michigan J. Exactly because it was just, and I thought, oh, that's interesting. That what a good move on their part. Yes, um, to shoot them together, crack them, crack them apart. And stick with David Yates. He's a great director. He's so good. So, 
Yeah. And, and, you know, now I still love Order of the Phoenix. It's not everyone's favorite. I love that one. I have a better appreciation for uh, Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. I think that's actually one of my favorites. Half-Blood Prince is so good. And then um, part one of Deathly Hollows rose in my favor. Um, I always called it the camping movie. I thought it was always a little uh, boring. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. And yeah. yeah, not anymore. I, I look upon that one with more appreciation. It's really good, actually. And now I know why they divided it in two. At first, I remember, Lex, you and I kind of, it was one of the first times they had done something like that. Yeah. And we, and it, well, it's a money grab. No, I kind of see why they did it. I can see. But I was just happy to just get more Harry Potter because yeah. I love the books. And so it was just like, oh, we get two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and had um, Twilight split into two at this point? So this there was a precedent or? I'm trying I to think remember Twilight the time was right after. Oh, it was right after. Okay. I think so. Or okay. right before. Maybe Twilight did it first. I can't remember. Yeah. We're so old. But yeah, yeah it was just one of the first times. I was like, really? You're going to do this? But now it makes sense because, mm-hmm. wow, what a great... And what a perfect end to the first Deathly Hollows. I mean, the I'm not going to, well, I mean, hello, spoiler alert for a 15-year-old movie, but, <laughs> you know, Voldemort getting, cracking open the tomb of, you know, and getting the, the Elder Wand. It's just perfect. It's, yeah. it's, okay, that's how it should end. Okay, yep. I can see this. Okay, good ending. Now, did you Boom. move on to Fantastic Beasts is the question, Jason. <laughs> Is that your no. next deep dive? <laughs> no, I do not like those movies. No, cannot stand those. Oh. Nope. When we come back, um, two kind of animal stories. Spielberg is apologizing to sharks, and a hippo swallows a boy. It's two stories only Alexis could deliver when we return. We want to say thanks to all of our Santa Project partners. Hammernick's Twin Cities Closet Company, Children's Theater Company, Creative Hair Design, Southern Lights, and more. And to all of you that donated, thank you very much. They're going to be delivered to the Ronald McDonald House. Thank you, my talkers. And Holly, before we get to Alexis and her wacky animal stories, we have uh, a giveaway, don't we? Oh, we sure do. I thought so. Oh, I thought so. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, silver bells. Well, we're not giving away silver bells. We're giving away a pair of tickets to see Samantha B, your favorite woman at Pantages Theater on Friday, May 12th in 2023, presented by Annapin Theater Trust. 651-641-1071. Seventh caller is going to win a Woo-hoo! pair of tickets to see Samantha B, your favorite woman at Pantages Theater on Friday, May 12th. 651-641-1071. Be sure you haven't won anything in the past 30 days. And give me Ring-a-ding. Give her a ringy dingy like luck. Lily Tomlin. There we go. Good luck. <laughs> She's so funny. Um, why is Steven Spielberg apologizing to sharks? Oh, I never thought about this until I read his apology note. Okay. And he regrets Jaws, you know, the 1975 blockbuster, the bloody impact that it had on the shark population. Oh. He says yeah. that to this day he regrets the decimation of the shark population because of the book and the film. He truly regrets it. This was with an interview on the BBC. And um he said that he uh afterward, you know, 
even well, even the writer Lauren Laverin, who yeah. um, during the, during an interview as well said that um, or asked him. This is the interviewer at BBC. I'm sorry, she asked him what he said, what what he thinks about that, and he says, "Look, I feel terrible because uh, a lot of time sharks aren't out for, for humans. <laughs> They're yeah. actually." Not that's not their goal, um, but somehow it made everyone mad. So it became this feeding frenzy. So fishermen really started to um, take them from the sea, and so uh, that's a that's a big problem. So he's apologizing yeah. to the sharks. Yeah, it, it created Peter Benchley's book. That's what I was trying to find. Thank you very much. He what? regrets it as oh, well. Peter Benchley. Oh, the Peter right. yeah, Benchley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Peter Benchley's book, even before it became a movie, Peter Benchley's book mm-hmm. terrified people, and then they bought, and then uh, Universal bought the rights to it. And I, I wasn't. Uh, I mean, I was alive, but I was a kid. But my mom and my uncle Mike told me they were in high school that it was almost like an instant. Instant, it was a phenomenon, and people would quite literally avoid the water mm-hmm. and gave an, you know, turned turned sharks into this boogeyman that, yeah, they're dangerous. And yes, there are, there are fatalities every year, mm-hmm. but um, we now know so much more. I guess the, the positive is mm-hmm. we also know a lot more about sharks since Jaws as well. But uh, well, a lot of fishermen, I guess, would catch them, and then it's like a trophy shark to kind yeah. of showcase. Look how brave I am! And then their tournaments po- started popping up to catch sharks as well. So it was just kind of a combination of all of of that. So, um, he's uh, saying sorry. It's a good movie, though. Oh, it is such, so, such a good movie. Music, so good. The anticipation. Yeah. It's just yeah, and again. Our boy, John Williams, mm-hmm. that score, yep. I mean, uh, basically the score is the shark. When you don't see the shark, you you hear the music, and that's the shark. It's it's so brilliant. Um, I'm trying to think of, who's the guy? Holly, help me out here. He did Hostel, horror guy. Oh, Eli uh, Roth? Eli Roth. I think he did a documentary recently. He is on a mission to get rid of these tournaments. And he is going after, he is going after uh, the fishing industry and people that just kill sharks for sport mm-hmm. um, and do so illegally. I follow him. I, I'm a fan, and I follow him on on Instagram. Yeah, and he is really he's calling out politicians who um, are have double standards on this issue. He's he's really doing a lot about uh, shark uh, conservation. So wow. Um. Before we run out of time, I yeah. got to hear about this kid okay. swallowed by a hippo. Yeah, okay. Ah! A two-year-old swallowed by a hippo alive. Hungry, hungry. Yeah. Hello. But don't worry, it gets better. That's okay. why I think mm-hmm, I, you sure. know, that's why I share this because, um, mm-hmm. wow, I mean, imagine the stories this two-year-old has, but um, what it feels like in there. But um, the dad ran over, saw this happening, um, and started throwing stones at the animal, and, and then the boy was set free. Um, this Just is by in throwing Western stones? Uganda. Well, Yeah. I mean, just to try to... Hippos are no joke. Oh, oh no. Very, very scary and strong jaws. So if any, you know, you have to distract the animal in some way. Um, but he had already... he. I guess I'm assuming that the hippo was a boy, but 
could have been a girl. Who that knows? Could have been, but you know. Um, but the boy's half of his body was in its mouth. Wow. Oh my god! Oh. And I can't, uh, oh. oof, can you just imagine? Uh, Did but, he spit him up, Lex? But boy's okay. Yes. Uh, he ended up releasing uh, the jaw. <laughs> Speaking of jaws, <laughs> yeah, and um, he's gonna be—he's okay. Um, he was vaccinated for rabies just in case as a precaution, um, and so there's that. Oh my god! Yeah, I guess the hippo was scared to go back into the lake at that time too. Probably the hippo. Well, because he's probably just like stunned by getting hit by rocks and stuff. I think that at some point, you're like, ooh, okay. Just discombobulated at that point and um, still hungry. So, girl, I'm telling you, I'm ever swallowed by an animal. That's just, that's got a lot of therapy. That is a lot of therapy right, right there. I'm thinking a two year old to remember. Hmm. Oh, I hope not. Ugh. Ugh. Well, if you're it swallowed by a hippo, yeah, I did. Go out there and be yourself because <laughs> nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just survive. We got you. Have a great day. We love you so much. Don and Steve experience next. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor or outdoor, repair or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started.